Greetings and welcome to the Transform Podcast. This is episode nine and it's Thursday, November 11th. I'm your host, Christopher Anastasio. And welcome back to the podcast, guys. Um, you know, we had dropped an episode for you guys earlier this week about uh, the art of trend jacking, uh, where we talked about um, leveraging social media and digital strategies to kind of jump into news cycles or cultural moments and things of that nature. I definitely advise you to check that out, guys. Um, it's a great way for you to build organic reach and engagement by sort of being part of that conversation and so forth. So definitely check that out, guys. We dropped that on Tuesday the 9th. Also want to point out, guys, for all the, the listeners here in the United States, a happy Veterans Day uh, to all the veterans and their families and so forth. So if you're listening, uh, just kind of wanted to, to mention that before we get started. Um, today's episode is really going to focus on, um, and, and, and we're going to have lots of episodes on video, content and video strategies. And this one, sort of building on episode seven, where we talked about the importance of video content from a very high sort of macro level. We talked about captioning in particular. You know, if you're doing video, you definitely want to be uh, including captions and so forth to make sure, you know, people who are sound off or needing to mute their phones can still consume your video content. So we kind of touched on that actually last week in episode seven. But what I want to talk about today is to go down a couple levels into some specific strategies for your video content that go beyond just captioning them. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about that. Um, and, you know, great article, guys, that we'll, we'll connect you to on social media today. This was back in about mid-August. Uh, they published an article called, uh, quote, Facebook shares new insights into the key elements of effective video content, unquote. And so... Basically, what Facebook did was they partnered with a marketing measurement firm called Analytic Partners and an insights agency called The Lab, uh, and they conducted a study into the most effective approaches to producing and creating video content and how you can get the most bang for your buck uh, by doing that. Um, and so, so first of all, if you go to that article, um, there's, a, there's like a 16-page report available there. You guys can go ahead and download that. Uh, super insightful, super helpful, uh, both if you're already doing video content for your, uh, for your business, you'll definitely benefit from it. If you haven't started, I think you're going to see the benefits of doing it. You're going to sort of be learning like, okay, wait, this is why I need to catch up and start looking at doing video content for, uh, for my business. Okay, so, so just want to point that out, guys. If, if you do go to the article, look for the download link to get to the 16-page report. Okay, so I, I think, um, you know, I want to start off by just giving you a statistic that, you, you know, if you're not kind of doing video content, maybe you're on the fence a little bit or something, uh, this might get you over the fence or get you over the hump. And basically, that is, in a relative sense... Okay, and this is a study that was done by analytic partners for, for a decade, basically, between 2010 and 2020. If you look at static, not video, if you look at static content on social media versus video content on social media, in a relative sense, there's a 39% relative increase in your return on investment from doing video versus doing static uh, static content. That is, that is quite staggering. I mean, I have to say, I mean, 
I mean, I'm already aware of the fact, I mean, this is, you know, something we look at all the time. We're aware of the fact from our, from our marketing work that, that, we, that we, we know video is so powerful and we know it's, you know, the type of thing that, um, that businesses should be focusing on. But, I mean, you see a figure like that, it's, it, it kind of, you know, takes you back a little bit. So, so, again, that's mostly for the people who haven't, you know, businesses who haven't embraced video, just aren't really sure about it for your situation. Just think about that a little bit. Um, just really incredible difference in ROI. So, excuse me. So I think that, um, what I want to do is I want to spend the bulk of this podcast just going over some of the specifics here, um, that, that came out of this report. So we're kind of giving you the executive summary a little bit here, kind of a highlight, uh, but definitely still encourage you to read that report. Um, if you look at, so one of the things that, that Analytic Partners did, and this is between 2005 and, and 2020, so this is quite a bit of observation that they did, um, but they looked at what determines online video effectiveness, okay? And what they found was, to a much greater degree, to like a 70-30 kind of split, the quality of your copy and your creative, okay, is what really drives the result, okay? So, this is, so here we're talking about what the actual content is, the communication of that content, the engagement that you provide uh, out of that video, that really constitutes the bulk of whether or not your video is going to be effective. Now, to a lesser extent, but not zero, there are executional elements that come into play. Things like, um, you know, the duration of the video, um, you know, uh, the, the, the scheduling and targeting that you do, sort of the the marginal elements that come sort of around the video or come out of the video. You could, you could maybe put it that way. Those, those things, definitely they matter, but they matter much less than what you're actually doing in that video and what you're actually accomplishing with that video from a copy quality and creative perspective. Okay, so, so using that as kind of the, the top level thought, it, it it then drives a lot of these recommendations and best practices that we're going to talk to you guys about today. So, so, so just keep that in mind. And, you know, again, don't be discouraged. I mean, if you're not, you know, if you're sitting there and you're like, well, you know, I'm not a Hollywood producer. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not able to produce the most creative video. So I might as well not do it. I mean, don't, don't be discouraged. There are ways for you, I think, to improve what you're creating or what you intend to create. And, and certainly practice makes perfect. So if you're terrible at it now, it doesn't mean you're going to be terrible at it later. It just means that you may need to go through iterations of it. You may need to, to try different things and, and, you know, literally practice uh, delivering your, your content and, you know, put out what you're comfortable putting out. And over time, you're going to get better with it. So basically, what I, what I want to do is just kind of, again, from sort of a wave top perspective and then let you guys kind of drill down when you look at the report and the article talk to you about best practices and recommendations. So from best practice perspective, some of the things that the report mentions is number one, you have to keep in mind mobile device consumption. So you have to frame your video for mobile consumption. Okay, now on Facebook specifically, we'll just highlight them for a moment. That means using the vertical four to five ratio format uh, and then in the square format on Instagram. Okay, so it's slightly rectangular on Facebook and it's squared off in Instagram. But whatever platform you're working on, make sure you understand what that mobile framing ratio should be and then produce your video accordingly. Okay, because that's, 
you know, nine times out of ten, I'm sort of guesstimating there, but you know, nine times out of ten, that's where somebody's consuming your video content. It's on their mobile device, okay? Now, the second item we already covered in episode seven, uh, so I'm just going to lightly touch on it here, but that's the whole made-for-sound-off approach, okay? So that's where you're captioning your videos. You're, you're basically making the video assuming the person won't hear it. Now, if they do hear it, that's great. They get to hear your voice or the voices of the people in the video. If you put any music to it, whatnot, you know, it, it definitely, that, that's great. And you should have those elements there, obviously. But you have to basically look at your video as you're making it and, and reviewing it and editing it and thinking to yourself, okay, the person who's probably consuming this content is not hearing the sound, okay? So third item under best practices is to showcase the product or service. Okay, so in your creative, you want to make sure that the main subject of the ad is the main thing, okay? Because remember, you know your product and service really well, but the person consuming your video content probably doesn't. I mean, you, you basically have to assume that they don't. I mean, some people may be running across your product for the nth time, and they, they have seen it, and they do know it, and they're used to it or whatnot. But most of the people who you're, you're really reaching with the videos that you're producing that you have in mind are going to be new engagements, new customers, new prospects, new, you know, and, and when I say new, that doesn't quite literally mean that they've never, ever, 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 ever seen you before. But remember, it takes numerous times for somebody to see something, to, for it to even register in many cases, right? You have to literally present them the thing or the product or the service on several occasions before later down the line, they actually start to notice it. Okay, so, you know, literally it could be like the fifth time somebody sees you, but it, it's that fifth time that they actually notice and perk up and start listening and start watching and start consuming, okay? So, and I appreciate you guys bearing with my little water breaks there. Um, so, so definitely make sure you keep the main thing the main thing, okay? Don't be confusing about it. Don't be too... You know, don't be so artsy about it that, you know, you can't figure out what your video is about or what you're even, you know, trying to convey or anything like that. Uh, so, so just be very careful to make sure that you're showcasing your product and your service, um, you know, in a very obvious manner, okay? Okay, so next up, have a single message focus. So, I mean, this is fairly obvious. It even kind of goes to what we just said in the previous um, best practice, but but it, it kind of it, it speaks a little bit more to messaging. Don't try to get multiple messages across in the same video. When you make a video, target that video to a particular singular message. You know, maybe if, if it's a physical product and you have, let's say, six or seven features of that product, make a video about each feature, right? If it's a service that you're providing, let's say you're a financial advisor or a tax advisor or whatnot, and you know that you do several different things. You do personal returns, you do business returns, you do bookkeeping. Make a video about each one of those things or go even narrower. One type of business return, one, you know, one section of a personal tax return that, that, you, you know, that you wanna teach the audience or whatnot. Just make sure that when you're isolating your topics for your videos that there's one of them and you're not trying to get multiple messages across. When you start to do that, you, you, you start to lose the viewer or the listener, you start to, to, to kind of dilute the overall message. And I mean, yes, there are going to be exceptions where maybe you're trying to do an overview video or you're trying to talk more broadly about your services or whatnot. I understand that. And, and there are going to be situations where that may be appropriate. But really, when you're producing high quality video content, 
you want to sort of slice up the types of things that you do or sell and do a video about each one of them and just be very focused about that. Okay. Um, so, you know, another step here is showcasing a unique brand. You know, this is, this is, uh, this, this could be tricky. I mean, I think that, um, I think, I think that when you, when you're branding yourself or your product, you just want to be sure that you, you kind of get that, you know, you kind of get that out straight away in the video, um, to capture people's attention and to, and to, and to get that brand sort of top of mind right away. I mean, this is kind of difficult to explain because I think it's going to be kind of unique to each one of you. And when you go to do your videos, you'll, you'll kind of, you know, you'll keep an eye to this and you'll understand how to do it or where to do it in the process. But the fact that, you know, videos are watched very, very fleetingly by, by people as they're scrolling through their feeds and they, they need to have their attention caught right away. And of course, that's a theme that, that we, we preach all the time about a lot of this stuff is that, you know, the bottom line is you have to be quick about grabbing somebody's attention or you've lost. I mean, you have a few seconds maybe. So when it comes to a brand perspective, make sure that branding is front loaded. It's at the start of the video. You're kind of putting it on the table right away. If you're trying to brand yourself at the eighth minute of your video, it's, it's just never going to come across. It's not necessarily wrong, quote unquote. I mean, you can, you can communicate branding at any time in your content. But if you're doing videos and you want to grab somebody's attention, you want them to associate with your brand, then you've got to front load that. Okay. And to that point, we go to the next best practice, which is get to the point. Okay. So again, there's a little overlap between some of these, but I think you can kind of see the nuances. Um, getting your message in the first 5, 10, 20 seconds of the video is crucial. Because if you have a message that you're trying to get across, a point you want to get across, and you leave it for later, most of the time nobody's going to hear it. It's just going to be wasted. It's just going to go off into an echo chamber and that's going to be the end of it. So you want to make sure you get to the point right away. Okay. Now, movement and fast edits. Okay. So this is the last best practice. So it says here, I'm actually going to read this to you guys off the, uh, the article, but it says having movement or fast edits up front can capture consumers' attention and make it more likely for them to continue watching the rest of the video. Aim to include some quick, fast-paced movement at the start and avoid having a still introduction. So you guys know what I'm talking about. It's kind of hard to describe it verbally, but you've seen these types of videos where, you know, somebody comes on screen, they're talking, all of a sudden there's a cut, and then they're talking again, and it's, it, and it's moving forward, like their, their speech, their delivery is moving forward in a crisp, you know, very concise manner, and there's no dead space between the sentences, there's no long pauses, <laughs> okay? And if, if they're showing, let's say, B-rolls, you know, of, of, you know, other footage or whatnot, that footage is, is more than likely, if it's capturing your attention, it's moving quickly, it's got dynamic kind of motion in it, um, it's cross-cut, so, you know, one slice of video quickly moves into another slice, which quickly moves into another slice. Just visual effects like that that keep things moving along are really what you're trying to go for. I mean, that's the type of video that you really want, uh, that you want to be creating because, again, you have such limited time up front to capture somebody's attention. Okay, so we talked about best practices, um, you know, some recommendations, which, you know, sort of sum up, I think, in some ways, those best practices, but they're worth talking about. Are right, number one, say it in less. You know, I think, 
you know, the, the ideal length of a video, if you Google that, you're going to get all kinds of numbers and stats on that. I think that, you know, given the pace that people are scrolling at and paying attention, you really have to see, first of all, if it's an ad, you know, if you go more than 60 seconds, that's a pretty long ad. <laughs> okay, so if we're talking about doing video ads, you know, that's, that's the kind of length that you're probably looking at in terms of really trying to punch home a certain message. Okay, particularly on Facebook. I think on YouTube, you know, from my experience, you do see longer video ads. I mean, on YouTube, you can have, you know, a three to seven minute video ad that actually teaches somebody something. Now, again, that's still fairly short. I mean, we're talking way less than 10 minutes there, obviously. Um, you know, so, so again, it, it kind of depends on what you're trying to accomplish. If, if it's a video ad on Facebook, you know, you're probably in that one minute or less range. If it's a video ad on YouTube, it could also be one minute or less if you're trying to punch home a quick message, but if you're trying to deliver value and in those first 30 seconds you tell the person, I am going to teach you X, or I am going to show you Y, or I am going to depict Z, okay, whatever those X, Y, Zs are, then you can kind of tee up for them, okay, this video is gonna be a little bit longer, but again, still keep it concise. Try to get that message and get that depiction in the least amount of time possible. Okay. Now, if we're talking about video, let's say just on on YouTube in general, like you're posting to your YouTube channel, you know, going up to 10 minutes is not, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think you start to go past 10 minutes and you start seeing drop off in engagement and, and, and watch time and so forth. And of course, if you do YouTube, you know, watch time is crucial there uh, to the algorithm. Uh, you, you want people to watch as much of the video as possible. So it just gets hard. I mean, even if somebody's interested, it could be hard for them to watch all 30 minutes of your video or all 45 minutes of your video, that's probably going to get sliced up over time. So when you're going for watch time and you're trying to get in that algorithm organically, again, look for a way to say it in the least amount of space possible, okay? With an eye towards contextually fitting the platform, okay? If I go to YouTube and I'm watching YouTube videos about, you know, financial concepts, I expect those videos to last longer than, let's say, a quick entertainment-based clip. Okay, like a movie trailer, which you know is like two minutes long or three minutes long. Okay, so just when you when I say say it in less, it's not so much an empirical value, but it's a it's an approach to being concise and keeping things economical. Okay, uh, next one, flip the traditional storytelling arc. So normally, how does a story progress? Introduction, middle, conclusion, and there's a climax in there that kind of drives home the point towards the end, right? that's probably not gonna work in a short video format because you've gotta get the person's attention right away. You gotta get them right at the beginning. So if you notice the most effective, just watch the ads and watch the videos that catch your attention. The ones that catch your attention most likely have a message and a, and a sort of big bang, so to speak, that occurs very early in the video. You know, that, you know, something, you know, um, hey, I'm Chris Anastasio, financial advisor for XYZ Firm, and I'm going to save you $35,000 this year on your taxes. Let me show you how. You see what I'm saying? So, so that's kind of like, that would normally be the climax, right? That would be like, you need know, build up to, hey, look, I saved you $35,000 in taxes. You're going to move that message to the front. You're going to reveal that immediately, grab somebody's attention, like, oh, I, I need to find out how I can save $35,000 a year in taxes. Boom, now you move forward into breaking down how that's done or how you're going to do that for your prospect or your client. Okay, so you really have to move the traditional storytelling arc around 
to increase the effectiveness of your video. Okay, uh, next one up, continually spark interest with twists and surprises. So, um, you know, this is gonna be very specific to your business and your product. Obviously this can't really be prescribed to you, but the bottom line is you really want to make sure that you do things in your video to make it stand out where possible, where contextually relevant. Obviously, you know, you're not going to make a video about tax services and, you know, have a, you know, an elephant walk in the room. I mean, you know, <laughs> very bad example. I know. I'm sorry, guys. But, but the bottom line there is you really want to find ways to, in a relevant sense, capture somebody's attention. You know, uh, maybe it's something like, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to save you $35,000 a year in taxes and you're probably not going to go to jail. Just kidding. You know, or something, you know, like it's a little bit of a twist. I mean, maybe that's even a little risky to do something the, the way I just phrased it. But the bottom line is you really want to make sure that you keep your video fresh and, and, you know, surprising where possible. Okay. Now, if it doesn't fit, you don't have any ideas that really execute well on that, that principle. Don't force anything. I, I wouldn't do it just to do it, but I would create your videos with an eye towards that outcome. And, and look for ways that you can kind of build that into your creative, okay? Because again, it's just gonna it's just gonna increase the probability that somebody hangs around to watch the entire video or wants to come back and watch more videos by you because they know that you keep it fresh and you keep it light and you will surprise them here and there uh, and, and, and things of that nature, okay? So the last recommendation that you'll you'll gather from this article and this report is um, to to visually spark their interest. We're talking about bright colors. We're talking about close-ups, like for your product, for example. Um, obviously, if you're viewing stuff on a mobile screen, I mean, you've got smaller space to deal with. You have, you have less real estate to work with, okay? So if you do real good close-ups, if you're showing, you know, actual parts or, or aspects of a product that really kind of drive home a feature or a benefit, uh, that's great. Um, you know, if you're talking more about a service, it, it could be a little bit more challenging because you don't have a physical object to show off, but you definitely can, um, you definitely can look for ways to keep at least the visual space of the video exciting. Again, bright colors, you know, don't use drab exteriors, don't, don't, don't have blank spaces behind you. I mean, if you're, let's say, film, excuse me, filming in your office, make sure maybe you have some wall art or a plant or something. I mean, you don't, you don't want just a, just a blank wall behind you or, or you know, something of that nature. Um, so that's how you keep people visually, you know, maybe it's even something that's a little bit, um, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, like curious, like, hey, what's that? you know, what's that piece of art behind the individual over their shoulder or whatever. Now, if it's too distracting, you could actually hurt your video because then that's all the person's thinking about. But I think to a reasonable extent, you know, keeping things kind of visually appealing is always going to be a good strategy versus doing something that's drab or doing something that's sort of blank canvas or something to that effect. So having said that, guys, I think we're going to kind of wrap up at this point. Um, you know, again, any of these uh, recommendations or best practices alone could be <laughs> an entire podcast or an entire video. The, the point is this is an ongoing art that you have to master. If you're going to endeavor to do it, you just have to sort of dedicate yourself to doing it as best you can and constantly refining it and constantly using lessons learned and constantly improving it. 
And if you're not doing it or you're intimidated by it, hopefully just us talking about it here on the podcast or the way I kind of laid out some of this stuff today gives you that motivation or gives you that sense of like, hey, I really need to do this. I really need to find ways uh, to, to execute on this. So, so definitely, yeah, if, we, if, if, if we've got listeners who aren't doing video and you start doing video because of what we're talking about, that's great. We'd love to hear that. Um, if you are doing video and you're already kind of in the mix on this stuff, hopefully this is, this is helping you kind of put in perspective the different ways that you can be doing video or the ways you should be doing video and helps you improve upon that. Okay. So, and again, I mean, you can always contact us outside of this, obviously. I mean, you can drop a note on our social media pages, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, and ask us questions there, or just reach out to us directly through the website. Um, and we can, we can get into conversation about your video content and so forth. Uh, but certainly here on the podcast, we will be talking a lot about this. I mean, obviously we talk a lot about digital marketing, social media marketing. So there's going to be more than, than video discussed here, but I think of all the types of content that we can advise you on this is the this is the richest soil to be tilled because this is the area where a lot of traction is being made by a lot of businesses and it just there's just something about video something about seeing your face something about also being able to hear you or certainly read the captions when you put that all together there's a trust being built at a faster rate than if it's just voice or if it's just text or if it's just an image and so on and so forth Okay, so we're going to wrap up here, guys. Again, um, we head into mid-November. We've got a couple episodes coming up for you next week. be publishing those on uh, 16 and 18 November. Um, but uh, definitely check out our last couple episodes. Like I said, number seven kind of goes into a little bit of this video stuff, but specifically on the captions. Number eight, you can check that out on, on trend jacking. And then obviously looking forward to what you guys think about this episode on deeper levels of video strategy. Okay, so uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Please hit the like button, subscribe button, share this podcast, send it out to your uh, friends, family, fellow business owners. Uh, We are here to deliver value to you guys, and we want feedback from you or these helpful topics, other things that we should talk about, uh, different ways you want to see us tackle these subjects, let us know. So thanks again, guys. Uh, It's Chris Anastasio signing off. You guys have a great day, great weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye-bye.